For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Football won't be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. Head over to the website and use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to Olympic coverage, it's the best in the business. From sports, right down to your your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. BetterHelp is accustomed to online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Eagles Unfiltered listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Eagles. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S. Take the time out. Get your mental health in the right state of mind and go to BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month by just listening to this podcast. That's BetterHelp.com slash Eagles. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. Hurts, heaping, first down, and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Zoom Zone. John McMullen, Ed Kratz here. Uh, you're, we're your co-hosts of Eagles Unfiltered and the NFL Draft. John is uh, upon us, really. I mean, we're doing this uh, Sunday afternoon, April 24th, and on Thursday, April 28th, the first round begins and uh, continues for three days. But John and I, we're going to do our little mock draft here. Each of us is going to make a selection at each of the picks in the first round. And uh, give a little bit of a reason why. So, uh, you know, I uh, hope you enjoy. Uh, we're we're going to kick this thing off with uh, the first overall pick. Once again, Jacksonville Jaguars. Some things never change. Maybe Doug Peterson you know, can change that. But, uh, John, who, who do you like? I'll let you go first with the first overall, and then I'll make my pick. But who do you like? Yeah, this is, this is a difficult draft, Ed. I, we were talking before we started. I, I don't know. Obviously, it starts – I don't know what Jacksonville's going to do. Uh, in theory, they've cut it down to four players. That's what people down there says. say. I, I think they're going to go edge rushers. So, to me, it comes down to – Aiden Hutchinson, who's probably the safest pick, or Trayvon Walker, who's probably got the most upside. Uh, knowing Jacksonville, they're not going to go uh, for the smart decision in Aiden Hutchinson. They're going to go for the home run. They're going to swing for the fences. And I think that that points towards Trayvon Walker. It's a little like Alden Smith back in the day when Trent Baalke drafted him uh, with San Francisco. So I'm going to go Trayvon. Walker. Okay. You know what? And I'm going to start writing these down, John, so we can keep track as we go along. So you're going Walker first. Uh, and I, and I agree, they're going to go edge rusher, even though I think Peterson would like to have offense, you know, he's an offensive minded yeah. coach, um, you know, and there's some good players. I love uh, Icky Iquanu in this draft. Um, you know, I think he'd be a great overall pick number one pick for them. 
But uh, I'm, I'm going to go off the board, and I'm not going to go Aiden Hutchinson here. I thought it was interesting Trent Baalke said that there's still four, uh, four players still kind of in the mix heading into the weekend. Um, so, I, you know, that leads me to believe that maybe they're going to throw a curveball here. And if they do, I'm going to go with Kayvon Thibodeau uh, as the first overall pick uh, out of Oregon. You know, he's been talking a lot about, you know, hey, I don't understand why I'm not the first overall pick. And he's pretty good. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think he'd make some sense for the Jags. So I'm going uh, Kayvon Thibodeau there. Yeah, I mean, talented kid, but I think there's too many off-the-field concerns with him. And, you know, part of it is, you know, I, I don't think being competent, there's anything wrong with that. But I, I think Jacksonville's not in a position. But interesting pick from a talent standpoint, Ed, no, yeah. no question about it. Yeah, there's no consensus pick this year, which is, you know, makes things really interesting. And actually, I think a lot more fun, you know. There's, yeah quarterback's been taken first overall the last four years and four out of the last five going back to 2016 when Carson Wentz was picked for uh, rather Jared Goff was picked first overall and then they went uh, Cleveland went the following year to Miles Garrett and then it's been all quarterbacks but we're not going to see Alex or uh, Kenny Pickett or uh, Malik Willis or Matt Corral or any of those guys go number one here it's going to be somebody different for the first time in four years um, that brings us to our number two pick John and it goes to the um, Detroit Lions and uh, a lot of different ways they could go here. They could go quarterback. They could go cornerback. Uh, where, where do you have the Lions going with this second overall pick? I think they could throw us all a curveball and take Malik Willis, and that would that would really uh, uh, you know surprise people and unsettle things. But I, I think they're going to go the safe route. It, it's too perfect. Aiden Hutchinson going from Michigan, staying home, playing with the Detroit Lions such a good football player i think it's it's just uh, too obvious of a pick for detroit to miss yeah i'm gonna go with you there too hometown kid went to the university of michigan uh, if the jags do not take him i think the lions just sprint right up there and take aiden hutchinson uh keep him in the home state of michigan there and uh sell some tickets with aiden hutchinson and it's a need for sure they've got a lot of them that's why they're picking second but if if the Jags do go Trayvon Walker, in your opinion, and Kayvon Thibodeau, in my opinion, then I think I agree with you there. So right out of the gate, John, you and me, great minds thinking alike with the second <laughs> overall pick. Um, but yeah, so all right, so we go to number three now, and that's the Houston Texans. They have two picks, one of eight teams that have two picks in the first round, and um, they're right right on, on the clock, right out of the gate here uh, at number three. Who do you got, John? Well, I think Houston just needs good football players. And if I were them, I would take Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, who I think is the best player in this draft, but he's falling because he doesn't run that well. I don't think they go that route, but I do think they surprise some people and go with uh, Ahmed Gardner, Sauce Gardner. I think he's going that high. And I think any dreams Eagles fans have of trading up are, are quickly dashed. I think Ahmed Gardner to Houston um is going to surprise some people but i think that's the way they're going to go well i just want to say that you know john and i did not collaborate on these picks at all we just are you know winging it you know right out of the gate here we decided to do this around 10 o'clock on sunday morning and it's uh, mid-afternoon now but i'm picking sauce gardener as well so <laughs> two straight quick picks john and me Ooh. but again i disclaimer we did not um you know collaborate on this but i I love Sauce, you know, Sauce Gardner, John. I'm with you. I think he's, you know, Kyle Hamilton might be the best player in the draft. I think Sauce Gardner could be the best player in this draft. I, I've been watching some tape on him, and, man, he, he's just fast. He never gives up on a play. Uh, you know, he's, he's a home run pick uh, for whoever gets him, and I, and I think the Texans won't let anyone else get him. I think I agree with you. Uh, they're going to go with a little Sauce third overall. And uh, now we go to number four. Uh, who's number four? The Jets. New York Jets. New York football Jets. The I I like to call this the I-95 draft, the New Jersey turnpike draft. So <laughs> yeah. you have two picks with the Jets, two picks with the Giants in the top ten. Then you have the Eagles who started with three picks. They're down to two picks. But yeah, this is where it starts for the Jets. I think they would have been, you know, I think that's sort of the floor. For Sauce Gardner, uh, I think if Houston doesn't take him, they will. Uh, but with him off the board, 
I'm going to surprise some people again, I think, and I'm going to go Jermaine Johnson, the Ooh. edge rusher from Florida State. Ooh, there's a, there's a good one. Um, I, you know, we're thinking the same position here. You're going with Jermaine. I, you have Trayvon Walker going first overall, but I think this is where uh, the Jets go, uh, Trayvon Walker. Um, same position, though, edge rusher. Jets need some edge. I think they need help, obviously, in the secondary. They could use another, I think, wide out for uh, Zach Wilson. But, um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I go edge rusher, but I'm not going Jermaine Johnson. I'm going to go Trayvon Walker uh, to the New York Jets here, and, and you're going Jermaine, right, Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson, yeah. I think he's he's one of those guys getting pushed up the board a little bit, and obviously edge rushers. And I have Thibodeau going a little bit lower. He might be the most talented of all, so it's not that a question is talent. I think some teams are concerned about other stuff. but So I'm going to go Jermaine, and then, you know, you don't have to go far for number five in the New York Giants, and they're interesting, and, and, and they're in a rebuilding mode. So I, I'm going to have them, Ed. I, I'm going to – they're going to take, to me, it comes down to Evan Neal or Ekim Ekwano. We all know the offensive line issues, and it's sort of what's your favorite player. I, I'm going to I'm gonna say they lean towards the Alabama sort of uh, reputation and, and pick Evan Neal at number five overall. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, Evan Neal, I think you're right. I mean, I would, you know, the Icky Shuffle would play real nicely in New York, you know, right there in the Meadowlands with the uh, Icky Iquano. But, um, and I just like saying Icky Iquano. I think that's a cool name. But um, I don't, I think, yeah, you're probably right. Maybe that Alabama pedigree kind of wins out here and they go uh, Evan Neal in that first, first pick, uh, number five overall. So, yeah, John, you and I, we've agreed on three. Of uh, the first five names of the draft, and even you know, positionally, we've agreed on all the positions, I think. Right? I mean, you had an edge rusher at one, edge rusher yeah. at four, uh, and now our first offensive lineman comes off the board, Evan Neal, five to the Giants. Now, number six up, uh, the Carolina Panthers, and maybe we have a quarterback in play here, John. What do you think? Yeah, I, I do think this is the first opportunity where you – well, I shouldn't say that because I, I think Detroit will consider Malik Willis at number two. And then obviously Carolina, I think you look at Matt Rule in his history with Kenny Pickett, this would be the obvious spot for him to come off. I, I don't know. I've heard from people in Carolina they're really interested in, in Charles Cross, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State. But in my draft – Iki Iguana was still there and he could stay home with Carolina State. I'm going to go with Iki Iguana staying home with the Carolina Panthers. All right. The Iki shuffle going down at Tobacco Road. Um, this is where we, where I veer left from you, John. I think that Matt Rule needs to win now. Um, I'm not sure he thinks Sam Darnold can be the guy that's going to win now. To me, the most NFL ready prospect. Well, I should say at quarterback anyway, is I, I think Kenny Pickett. And, um, you know, I think they'll probably take a quarterback here uh, and Kenny Pickett can step right in. I know Darnold's there. Baker Mayfield's still in play. He hasn't been traded from the Browns yet. I mean, that could kind of tip the apple card at some point in these final couple of days leading up to the draft or during the draft. Carolina could be in play for Baker Mayfield, as could a couple other quarterback needy teams like the Seattle Seahawks. But right now, Sunday afternoon, beautiful day. I'm going Kenny Pickett, most ready to win quarterback prospect in the draft. And Matt Rule, he needs to win now because he's one of those coaches on the hot seat uh, coming into this season. He's got to get this team to the playoffs. And, you know, I think Kenny Pickett could do it for him. So I'm going Kenny Pickett, first quarterback off the board. Um, and that brings us back to the Meadowlands and the New York Giants, right? Number seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they went and off. By the way, the tackle. Eagles are the Eagles are with you. They're hoping a lot of these quarterbacks go off the board before 15. Uh, in my draft, I don't have one going yet. I'm going number seven is where I'm going to have Kayvon Thibodeau fall to. Uh, the Giants obviously need edge rushers as well as offensive linemen. 
And I think that's a home run draft. If you get Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau at five and seven, I think that's a good uh, building block for the new Giants regime, which includes former Eagles uh, uh, personnel guy, Brandon Brown. So I'm going to go Kayvon Thibodeau for the New York Giants. Yeah, I, that's that's you know. Listen, the Eagles would be happy if they could get an O lineman, then a D lineman for their for the, in their draft with, with those two picks. Uh, you know, that's where they love to build is the trenches. And here, the Giants under new general manager Joe Shine, and they got a new uh, defensive coordinator, right? Wink Martindale comes over from the Ravens. I mean, I, you know, if if Gardner's there, and he probably won't be, they probably go Gardner maybe even at five and go all lineman here. Um, but I think they'll go defensive edge rusher like you did with Thibodeau and I'm going to go Jermaine Johnson here. I know you had him going to the other New York team, the jets at number four. Um, but I think he's be a great piece for Wink Martindale to try to uh, figure out how to use in this defense. So I'm going to go Jermaine Johnson here uh, with the seventh uh, overall pick. And we both got four edge rushers going in the top seven picks. So yeah. yeah. And, that... and, and the fifth one's like Karloftis, but man, he's really dropping. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen even some second round grades on him at this point, um, but, you know, we'll see. But uh, certainly Eagles could use some edge rushers, but they're, <laughs> they went fast here in our, our little draft. Uh, so that brings us to number eight. Who's up with number eight? Uh, Falcons, right? Atlanta Falcons on the yeah. great. And uh, again, another quarterback could be in play, Marcus Mariota. Uh, I don't know how much he's exciting uh, the deep south, uh, but uh, and Arthur Smith, the second year coach. But what do you like here at eight, John, for the Falcons? Yeah, I know. I don't believe in Marcus Mariota a little bit. So quarterback can be in play. They need receivers uh, as well. So this might be where you see the first receiver. They just need good players, though. They're a lot like Houston. They have so many holes. And this is where I'm going to put Kyle Hamilton, because I think he's the best player, the best pure football player in this draft. Obviously, a lot of people haven't fallen to the twenties. I, I can't believe there's that many dumb organizations in the NFL. Um, I can't believe he's going to fall much farther than this. So I'm going to have him off the board at number eight, Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. Now, if he falls to 20, that means the Eagles right now would have passed over him twice, twice yeah. which God, boy, that would be uh, that would be. That'd, they'd be one of those dumb organizations. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that about the Eagles. So I hope it doesn't happen. No, I don't. I don't think it will. Um, but boy, if they pass on him twice, that's that's gonna, you know, Howie Roseman's gonna have some explaining to do uh, with that one. But anyway, yeah. So you, you know, you mentioned receiver for this pick, and I, you know, you gave me a little tease there. I thought, oh, you're gonna get my guy because I think we're receivers in play here. I don't. I don't think they go Willis at this point or any of the other quarterbacks, Corral or Ritter. I, I think they go receiver, and I think the first one off the board is going to be Garrett Wilson, uh, one of the two uh, Ohio State Buckeye receivers, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. But this one goes to uh, Garrett Wilson. So I think they go receiver at number eight, Garrett Wilson, first one off the board. And then that brings us to nine, right? Seattle Seahawks yeah. uh, in the trade for uh, – Russell Wilson sending him to Denver. They got this first round pick from the Broncos, right? Uh, ninth overall. Uh, what do you like for the Seahawks here, John? Uh, this is where I'm quarterback. I'm taking my first quarterback off the board. <clears throat> and it's going to be Malik Willis uh, over Kenny Pickett. At number nine to the Seattle Seahawks, who I don't believe for one second that they're going to trot Drew Locke out there as their starting quarterback. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I just think – I don't I don't know. Baker Mayfield, again, could be in play here, and, and maybe they do trot Drew Locke out there. I don't know. but uh, And then next year, figuring they won't do that well, they have their pick of quarterbacks back in the top ten if Locke is the quarterback probably. Um, but, yeah, you could be right. could be Malik Willis. But I, I think I'm going to go for an offensive line piece here. I mean, Ike Aquanu for me, is still on my board. And, uh, you know, I taking him at nine, I think, would be kind of a steal at this point in the draft. I mean, it's still early, <laughs> but I just don't see Ike sliding out of the top ten. And this seems like a spot where Seattle could go, you know, best player on the board. And to me right now, that looks like Ike Aquanu. So, uh you know, I, I think they could take a QB, but I'll, I'll go off the board here and I'll, I'll go with the uh, 
uh, Ike Aquanu from NC State, and, uh, plug him in on the line for the next 10 years. I think he's got that ability. Um, and that brings us to number 10, right? The New York Jets back on the clock. You had him going uh, uh, Jermaine Johnson, first pick. Yeah. And number four, I had Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Walker, both edge rushers. Uh, but who do you see them taking here at number 10 now that they have their, uh, their pass rush taken care of? I think our old buddy, uh, Joe Douglas, is going to flip for the offensive side. they got to get some weapons for Zach Wilson. So, to me, it comes down to um, Garrett Wilson, who you already have off the board, or Jamison Williams uh, coming off the torn ACL. I think the Jets are going to wait. I think Jamison Williams is the best receiver in this draft, um, and I think they're okay. Uh, waiting for him a little bit. They know they're not ready just yet. I think this is where Jamison Williams comes off the board. Yeah, interesting. Um, you know, we're not doing trades, but this could be a logical place for the Eagles to uh, move up, right? The relationship yeah. between Howie uh, Roseman and Joe Douglas could lead to something being done. I think the Jets would like to maybe move back, maybe even move out of the first round altogether. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, this would be to me where the Eagles could possibly slide up, uh, maybe give up a third and one of their fifths to get this pick. And then it'd be interesting to see, cause, uh, you know, I don't have Kyle Hamilton off my board at this point. You do, uh, Jordan Davis would still be on my board as well as yours at this pick should the Eagles trade up. Um, but I, I think the Jets, you know, their head coach, defensive guy, right. Uh, whose name's escaping me, their head coach, uh, the Jets, uh, Robert Sala. Right. Robert Sal, he's defensive guy and, you know, they need help on defense too. Um, so I, I think they're going to go with the cornerback here. I think they're going to go with um, uh, Derek Stingley, uh, second cornerback in the top 10. I mean, these two guys, Sauce Gardner and Derek Stingley are the two best corners, I think, in this draft. And uh, I, I know there's some questions about Stingley and his desire after that 2019 season where he was an All-American and kind of shut it down after that, looking toward the draft whenever he came out. But I think he's good enough to play, and I think the Jets will like him here at number 10. So I'm going Derek Stingley uh, with this pick to the Jets at 10. All right, so 10 down, uh, we come to number 11, the NFC East back on the clock, the Washington Commanders. Uh, Another team that could go a different couple different ways. So they got Carson Wentz, the quarterback. I don't think they go with any quarterback. But what do you what do you say, John? Yeah, I don't think they're going to take. They could use a quarterback, but we all know if they draft a quarterback, how that's going to make Carson play. So um, I think they made their decision for this year. Quarterback. The way my board has kind of fallen, you know, Charles Cross has has come to this spot. I I think, you know, maybe. Uh, uh, Garrett Wilson, um, Derek Stingley, they could use a corner. Uh, but I, I think at some point you just take the best player. And a lot of people have crossed going at six to Carolina. I think if he falls out of the top 10, I think Washington has to take him right there at number 11. Yeah, could use some help. They lost Scherf to Jacksonville in free agency. Their guard, of course, they need a tackle too. But, um, you know, I think the best player on the board, on my board left anyways, Kyle Hamilton. And, you know, they could certainly use some help there. They lost Landon Collins, I think, in free agency. Um, so I think they're going to go safety. Probably the best player still on my board is Kyle Hamilton. So I'm going to have them go uh, go with Kyle Hamilton at this pick and um, – you know, maybe they get that lineman later on or somewhere else. But Kyle Hamilton's my pick for the Commanders at 11. Brings us to 12, and that is the your old team you used to cover, right? The Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I have the Vikings um, taking Derek Stingley. I think this is where he comes off the board. Um, they have desperate need at corner, uh, number one. They also have Patrick Peterson, and uh, for those who don't know, Patrick is an LSU guy as well, and he sort of uh, is still around that program, sort of legendary with that program. So I think it's a perfect fit uh, to sort of mentor a guy with a ton of talent, but maybe has some question marks about him. Uh, I think that is a natural fit for Minnesota at 12. 
Yeah, I'm with you on the corner position, and I have both my Stingley and Gardner are off the board. So I think the third best cornerback, I mean, you know, you could certainly argue who that would be. But for me, it's Trent McDuffie. Um, and, and, you know, I think that he's got some versatility. He can move back to safety if need be. But, you know, he can step in for the Vikings as day one starter and play corner, uh, as could Stingley, of course. But uh, he's off my board. Maybe he won't be when the Vikings are on the clock Thursday night with the 12th pick. But uh, right now I'm going to go with uh, Trent McDuffie from Washington. Not a lot of production from McDuffie. And I know he's been mentioned with the Eagles. I mean, he only had two picks. Uh, his senior year, um, I don't know if that's a red flag or not. I mean, this guy is looked upon as a pretty versatile player, very fast, uh, willing tackler. So I think he, you know, he's a top 20 pick at, at minimum. And, you know, the Vikings, if if Gardner <clears throat> and Stingley are gone, to me, it's going to be McDuffie. So, all right, so that brings us to 13, and that would be uh, the Texans again. Another Another pick for the Texans here, their second one in the top 15. You yeah, you kind of can't go wrong with the with the Texans and and the fact that they have so many needs. And you start looking at 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 where the board is and and who's left. And uh, for me, uh, I think Garrett Wilson it, it would be a, a a nice fit for Houston. Even though they brought back Brandon Cooks, they still need playmakers. They need everything. So yeah. it's one of those things where. They can be comfortable in, in in picking a player like that and understand that, um, you know, when they do figure it out, whether it's whether it's Davis Mills or 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 who's going to be the long term quarterback, that'd be a nice weapon for him. You know, I thought about Trevor Penning, but I think that's a little bit too early, uh, and I think they have to take the best player. And Trevor Penning is one of my favorite players in this draft. Love the way he plays, but I agree. Probably a little too early. Um, they seem surprisingly committed to Davis Mills uh, at quarterback. Um, maybe he takes that step from year one to year two. So, you know, the Texans could always surprise. They always do. I mean, they could take a quarterback here if, if they want to bring in to develop along with Davis Mills and, you know, throw them in the battle to be the starter. But, you know, I'll, I'll go kind of the safe way. I like Garrett Wilson as a pick, but, um, I think, you know, they could also use help on that offensive line, no matter who the quarterback is. And Charles Cross is still sitting there. And, uh, you know, like you said, he initially was supposed to come off number six to the Panthers in a lot of mock drafts. You had him going, I think, at 11 to the commanders. So I'm going to, you know, two picks later here at 13, I'm going to have uh, Charles Cross going to the Texans. That, that wouldn't be a bad pick either. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, the Texans need a lot of work, uh, and that brings us to 14, Ed, which I think is Baltimore, and that's right. another team, which kind of tough to get a beat on them. You know, they could use an offensive lineman, maybe a corner, um, but I, you know, they brought back Michael Pierce, but I don't think that's the answer for them inside. And this is going to hurt the Eagles because I think the Eagles might want this player. Uh, but I think Jordan Davis from Georgia comes off the board right before the Eagles. Yeah, I, I am agreeing with you there on all counts. I think the Eagles would love to have uh, Jordan Davis if he came to 15. But boy, I, don't, I don't think he gets by the Ravens. And again, I think if the Eagles really do like him, they could try to engineer something, maybe a short move up with the Vikings um, at, at 12. Uh be tough to trade with the commanders being an NFC East team. But, um, you know, I, I could see that happening if necessary. But I, I think, you know, Jordan Davis here to the Ravens makes a lot of sense. They love, you know, those stout defensive linemen, and um, they certainly could use him. And uh, Eagles fans, I'm not sure how, you know, I, I started this poll on Twitter. Uh, who would they take if the Eagles were to trade up? Davis, Stingley. Um, or Hamilton, and Davis only got like 9% of the votes. So I, I'm not sure Eagles fans are going to be heartbroken if Jordan Davis isn't there at 15. And um, it's interesting because everybody thinks it's a wasted pick should the Eagles take Jordan Davis because he doesn't play more than 30% of the snaps. But, you know, I look back at Fletcher Cox's rookie season. He only played 49% of the snaps as a rookie 
Um, and then he jumped up into the eighties, the next couple of years. I mean, you know, you could see something like that with Davis, um, you know? Oh yeah. And, and when I say disappointed, I think the Eagles themselves, not necessarily yeah. fans, we know fans like, you know, they like sexier picks than big defensive tackles, but I think the Eagles, the organization will probably be kicking themselves if they miss out yeah. on Jordan Davis by one pick. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, but that is what it is. I have him going Davis too. And that brings us, John, to the Eagles. And uh, Davis isn't there for the five top edge rushers uh, seemingly in this draft. George Karlaftis is all they, it's left. Not a lot of buzz, I don't think, with the Eagles and Karlaftis. So where do you think the Eagles go if this draft kind of unfolds the way we have it going so far? Well, it's a tradition unlike any other. I'm not talking about the Masters, Ed. It's a wide receiver in the first <laughs> round of the draft, and it's going to be Chris Alave from Ohio State. Um, okay. You know, a little bit too early in my mind, but they need a well-rounded receiver. I don't think they can mess around with the Drake Londons of the world or the Traylon Burks of the world. Um, so I'm going to have them taken – the better route runner, and that's Chris Chris Alave from Ohio State. Yeah, man, Eagles fans would be high fiving all over the Delaware Valley if they take Chris Alave. I think that would be a real popular, definitely a sexy pick, the so-called sexy pick, the wide receiver. Um, and I think Daniel Jeremiah said when we had him on a call a few days ago that if he's there at fifteen, the Eagles that'd be a great pick for them. So. Who am I to disagree with Daniel Jeremiah? But I'm going to do that because on my board, I still have Jamison Williams sitting there at 15. And I think that, um, yeah, I think if Williams is there, I do have him. I'm looking at my list. If Williams is there at 15, I think the Eagles are in a position where, you know, they could take him, even if he's going to miss the first month, month and a half of the season. You know, you have a little depth with Zach Paschal and Greg Ward and, dare I say, Jalen Rager. Um, you know, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside now is moving to tight end, so uh, there's been a little bit of a shake up there. So, But I'm going to go. I could see Olave for sure. I could definitely see a receiver here at 15, and I've kind of come off of that a little bit. I thought maybe they'd go, wait till 18 to get one, but I think if Williams is there, they're going to go with Jamison Williams at 15. Well, and let me just say, Ed, because I have Williams coming off the board earlier, I would, I would take Williams um, if that's an option over – Chris Olave, if I'm the Eagles, but I had Jamison going number 10 to the Jets. Yeah. If the Jets say, if they go a different direction and Jamison, I'm with you. I would pick Jamison Williams before Chris Olave, but those are my top two picks for the Eagles at wide receiver. Jamison one, Chris Olave two. I didn't have him there. You did. So I certainly like the pick. Yeah, and, and Garrett Williams is done, right? We both have him going uh, yeah. you know, earlier. I mean, he's probably the number one receiver in this draft, although, you know, it's interesting these receivers getting pushed up a little bit higher in the draft, even though none of them have a higher grade than the three receivers that came out last year, you know, Jalen Waddell. Um, Jamar Chase. And and Smith. Yeah, I mean, none of these receivers are in that mold, but still yeah. it's a solid group. Um, but you have to pick the right one, you know. Uh, and who knows who that right one is? Uh, you know, Alave, Wilson, Williams, Drake, London, who knows? I mean, that's all dependent on evaluations. Me, I like Williams, even though he's coming off that ACL and uh, is going to miss a few weeks. There's another Alabama guy. They love the two picks from Bama last year with Smith and, uh, and uh, Landon Dickerson. So back to the well, back to Tuscaloosa for this pick. You could, yeah you could do worse uh, yeah than, than just yeah. sticking in tuscaloosa yeah um all right so that uh brings us to the saints who acquired this pick from the eagles in that trade how he engineered uh early april um so who do you like here with the saints john uh this is where i have kenny pickett coming off the board um i don't understand what mickey loomis was doing i think how he got the better of that trade but I think the way things shake out, they obviously need a quarterback long-term. They have Jameis Winston as a bridge, but um, 16. Saints got to roll the dice, uh, do it with the most pro-ready quarterback of this group, as you mentioned before. So I, this is where I have Kenny Pickett coming off the board. 
Yeah, interesting. I have that other quarterback uh, coming off the board. Kenny Pickett, of course, for me, went to Carolina at six, and you had uh, Malik Willis going to Seattle at nine. Um, I'm going to go with Malik Willis here. You know, he's kind of considered a developmental type quarterback, a guy that may not be ready right away to play. And, you know, the Saints have a new head coach. They have Jameis Winston back. Um, but, yeah, I could certainly see them going with a quarterback here. And it just so happens my board has Malik Willis still available. Yours has Kenny Pickett. And um, I think quarterback definitely makes sense for the Saints. And they could trade up if they see, like, you know, the first quarterback go at six or nine like you have them. And maybe they panic and say, geez, we want the other guy. Let's try to move up a little bit. But right now, sitting at 16, they get the quarterback. And that's going to be either Pickett for you or, or Willis for me. Um, and that brings us to the, the L.A. Chargers at 17. And uh, what do you got going on here, John? Well, it's got to be all about protecting Justin Herbert. They know they have a star at quarterback. They have weapons. Um, you have Trevor Panning left on the board. Uh, they need more of an interior guy, though. And I think at this position, you, you can go that route and, and people won't question you so this is where I have Zion Johnson the offensive guard from Boston College coming off yeah that's a that's a good I love Zion Johnson uh, I like everything about him um, you know I I think you know a, a receiver makes some sense too doesn't it I mean I know they have the well they brought Mike Williams back they you know obviously they're you know very explosive already um, Keenan Allen's in the slot, I think, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But, you know, this is a team that with Justin Herbert, you know, they're going to score some points. And, they, yeah, I guess you could pr try to protect him. But I, I'm probably going to go with um, Drake London here. I just think, you know, he's still on the board, right, the receiver. And, you yeah. know, another weapon for Justin Herbert. What the heck, man? Let's score. Instead of scoring 31 points a game, let's bump that up to 35 points a game and see if teams can – score points with us and uh i'm, I'm gonna go receiver probably you know maybe a little bit of a reach here if, if the board falls this way but uh i'll go with the receiver here uh, 18 or 17 um i'm not a big drake london fan i will say that i he just concerns me on a lot of levels i i worry I about like JJ. you gotta be able to get separation that's my concern yeah at the nfl level yeah can't be a contested catch guy all the time that's J.J. Ortega-Whiteside to me, and he reminds me of J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I might be wrong, but I just – not a big London guy. I just – maybe he can do more. Maybe – I don't know. Um, but I see a lot of mock drafts having Eagles take him, and I'm not sure we talked about receivers and depends how, what your evaluation is. But to me, my evaluation of London is not to take him in the first <laughs> round if you're the Eagles. Um, all right, bring us back to the Eagles, right? Number 18 here. Uh, Number 18, yeah. Second um, pick. First I pick. still uh, – cornerback to me is the obvious pick here, and Trent McDuffie is still on the board. Um, I think it's a perfect spot for him. I think there's value. I think that's right where he belongs. I think Andrew Booth, Kair Elam would be a little bit of a, a reach at 18. So if things – shake out the way I have them shaken out. I think the Eagles have to take Trent McDuffie and there's a week one starter opposite Darius Slay. Yeah. Um, good pick. McDuffie's off my board. Um, I like Booth. I think he's got the length they like. I like Elam. He's got the length they like. But, uh, you know, I think they want to de-tackle somewhere in this draft. I mean, it's certainly something that they need to look at. And uh, Devontae Wyatt is still there. And I know there's some maybe some red flags, some character things with them. And that could be, you know, the Eagles could be concerned about that. Um, you know, I know you like Travis Jones a lot from Connecticut uh, as a D-tackle. Certainly a little too early to take him, I think, at 18. Uh, and I love Daxton Hill, the safety at 18. I think he brings a lot of versatility. The kid from Michigan, he can play safety. You can play him in the slot. I know Maddox uh, plays there. But, uh, again, you, you have depth at that spot if you bring Daxton Hill. But I, I think I'm going to go defensive tackle uh, with this pick. And I'm going to um, count on that. There's a lot of cornerbacks in this draft, guys, that can come a little bit later. 
maybe in the second round, third round, if you like a corner. Uh, 37 cornerbacks were drafted last year, which was a pretty high number. And I think you could see 37 corners at least again coming off the board in these seven rounds. And um, there's some depth there. So I think the Eagles are going to get away from the corner and go detackle Devontae Wyatt with this pick. And then we get the uh, Saints going again, right behind the Eagles, which right. is another curious part of that trade. The Saints could use a tackle. I still have Trevor Penning on the board, but I don't think he can play the left tackle. And they lost to Ron Armstead. Um, they still have Ryan Ramsick. So I can't go Trevor Penning. Uh, they do need a safety, though. They lost Marcus Williams, and I think, well, obviously the Eagles were interested in. And this is where I have Dax Hill from Michigan, the second best safety in the draft. I think that's a good fit for the Saints. Yeah, I really like Hill. I just don't see the Eagles taking a safety in the first round. They've never done it. Um, and I now the Saints here. The Eagles took – I had the Saints. Right, right. I'm just yeah. saying, like, going back to the 18th. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hill's yeah. there. Like, I just don't see the Eagles doing it. It makes sense for the Saints, I guess. Yeah. But, um, the Eagles have a real need at safety, in my opinion. Yeah, they do. Um, but again, I just don't see him taking. I would love to see him take Hill or Hamilton if he were to slide down to 15. But um, you and I both don't see that happening. So yeah, 19 at, or I'm sorry, yeah, eight, 19 with the New Orleans Saints uh, again. This was where the Eagles were supposed to pick until the trade. And I like a receiver here. I still have Chris Olave uh, on my board, and um, I, I think that this is where the Saints could use someone to replace Thomas. Um, that wide receiver and I think help out Jameis Winston uh, slash Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, whatever quarterback we think they're going to take. So I'm going to go receiver here. I'm going to go with, uh, with uh, Chris Olave um, from the second Ohio state Buckeye receiver to come off the board in the top 20. Um, we had Garrett Wilson earlier. Now here's Chris Olave. And that brings us to number 20. And that is – who is that? That's the Steelers, right? Steelers, baby. Yeah, I, I am not uh, – similar to Seattle. Um, I don't think they want any part of just handing the job to Mitchell Trubisky. Um, everybody in this league is talking about the Steelers and how much they like Desmond Ritter. I, I do think if Kenny Pickett falls this far, they take Pickett before Ritter. Remember, he's a pit guy, um, but I don't think they expect him to be here, and I don't. So Pittsburgh Steelers, Desmond Ritter, quarterback, Cincinnati. Yeah, we, once again here, we agree with the quarterback uh, need for the Steelers, someone to replace Ben Roethlisberger. I, I agree that, that, you know, it's a shame what happened with Dwayne Haskins. He would have kind of been in that mix to compete with Mitch Trubisky. Um, but he's not, unfortunately, a tragic accident. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll probably go quarterback. And, you know, Matt Corral, to me, is kind of the boom-bust type of quarterback. I mean, he great arm, he good mobility. But I think Jeremiah, Daniel Jeremiah, said he plays a little reckless, so that's a concern that, you know, you don't want him to get hurt. Um, but he can come in, and if Trubisky wins the job, then, you know, maybe, uh, you know, Matt Corral kind of learns that, hey, this is a much faster – quicker league, the way Carson Wentz learned it, you know, early in his career, he got beat up, uh, played a little reckless, and now he's not the same quarterback. So, uh, but I'm going to go Matt Corral here. Just, um, I like uh, Desmond Ritter a lot too, but I, I think uh, Matt Corral makes some sense uh, to the Steelers. So I'll go Matt Corral at the quarterback spot. Um, and bringing us to number 21, and I'm, I, I don't have my list complete. So let's Patriots. see. Patriots. New England too. Patriots. Um Patriots lost uh, J.C. Johnson in free agency, great corner. Um, this is where Ed, I would have – I still have him um, on, on the board in my draft, and that would be Andrew Booth, Jr., the cornerback from Clemson. I think the 20s is a little bit better of a spot for him, uh, and I would think he would be the one to come off the board here. Or did I take Booth? Uh, no, you didn't. Um, no, you had McDuffie going 18 to the Eagles. Um, no, I had uh, – who did I have going – yeah, I had McDuffie going 18. I had Stingley going 12. So right, right. I'm going to I'm gonna take Andrew Booth off the board here. Okay. 
I'm going to go O-line. I think they address the O-line. Trevor Penning's out there. I mean, you could go Devin Lloyd here. Everybody says, oh, he's the, you know, he's the kind of player that uh, New England likes. In fact, you know what? Let's, let's do that. Let's go Devin Lloyd instead of Trevor Penning. I think that you could go either way with the Patriots. But, you know, Devin Lloyd, um, Patriots kind of player. Bill Belichick gets a defensive guy. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go Devin Lloyd. I thought about Chad Penning or tra- Chad Thinking of Chad Pennington, uh, Trevor Penning, uh, but I'm going to go with uh, the linebacker, Devin Lloyd from Utah, as the 21st pick to the New England Patriots. And that brings us to number 22, and that is who? The Packers, right? Is that the Packers? Um, yeah, the Packers, 22, and I think it's obvious they have to go wide receiver. You got to make Aaron Rodgers a little bit happier. Um, they lose to Bonte Adams. Um, so to me, it comes down to would they have, rather have Drake London or Traylon Burks? Um, I guess I'll lean towards Drake London because if you think about how good Rodgers is with that back shoulder stuff, maybe the big body. You know, he can use that type of receiver better than most. Um, so I'm going to go Drake London to Green Bay. Okay. Yeah, I also like a receiver. The Packers rarely take receivers in the first round. I can't remember the last time they did it. Um, but this just makes sense. He traded away Devontae Adams, obviously. So, uh, you know, and Marcus Valdez Scandling is gone. And they need receivers. They got to get one yeah. for Aaron Rodgers. And I have Drake London off of my board at this point. I have Chris Olave off of my board also. So that kind of leaves me with Trey Burks or, you know, maybe a J- um, Jahan Dotson kind of figures in here or George Pickens, uh, the Georgia guy. Um, but one yeah, of those guys. Go, yeah, they could surprise some people. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Dotson with this pick, Jahan Dotson and you know, when you look at it, man, I'm surprised Traylon Burks hasn't gone yet before this, to be honest. Um, but this is the way the board's falling for both of us. You have Blunden at this pick with the Packers. I'm going to go off. I'm going to go with a little bit of a surprising pick here in Jahan Dotson uh, for the Green Bay Packers. And now, yeah, right. And Arizona, I believe, is next. And this is where. Um, you know, you mentioned, and I agree with you, that Karloftis has, has fallen a bit. Um, I think this is where the fall stops. Um, Arizona lost Chandler Jones, so they need uh, something off the edge. I don't want to compare those two players, but um, it, it, it's going to be strange to me to see Karloftis fall completely out of the first round. Uh, so I think this is where he ends up. Yeah, um, you're right. I've seen I've seen some mock tra- mock drafts with Karloftis not even in the first round, and that, that's kind of surprising. Um, but I I think you know, listen, Kyler Murray wants a new contract. Doesn't look like the Cardinals are going to give it to him. So maybe the next best thing is you bring in somebody to. Um, I don't know, keep him a little happier maybe or to kind of appease him and maybe someone to protect him on the offensive line would do the trick. So I, I'm probably going to go here with uh, Kenyon Green, uh, an interior player, probably one of the best interior linemen in this draft. And I'm not really familiar with Arizona's O-line, whether they need this guy or not. Um, but I just think that, you know, to keep uh, – Kyler a little bit happier maybe because he's not getting a new deal. You bring in someone that says, Hey, we're going to bring in a bodyguard for you and let's do it with Kenyon green. So I'm going Kenyon green um, in this draft. You're taking Carl Loftus. I could certainly see that. I hate that he's fallen this far. He seems like a good kid when I saw him at the combine, um, but I'm going to go Kenyon green interior line to the Arizona Cardinals at 24 or 23. And then 24 is who uh, Dallas, right? Dallas, Dallas, the Cowboys, um, you know, they lost a lot in in the offseason. They lost Randy Gregory, obviously, but I think all the edges, I think Carlotta, this goes right before. Um, 
they lost Cedric Wilson, Amari Cooper, wide receiver. Um, so, you know, they still have obviously CD lamb and Michael Gallup's coming off the ACL. He'll be back. But if they want to stay as explosive as they were, they need to bring in another receiver. And you mentioned some of those guys, uh, Jahan Dotson, um, George Pickens. I throw Christian Watson in there as well from North Dakota State. But I think this is where Traylon Burks goes, uh, the wide receiver from Arkansas. Yeah, they, they've been this, you know, they've talked about receivers and, um, you know, they were one of the teams that called about Jalen Rager. Uh, something to keep an eye on if things don't go the way the Cowboys hope. Maybe they can feel like they can get something out of Rager because I don't think they go receiver here. Um, I think they're going to go. And I still, you had Trevor Penning off the board already, I believe. No, he's still there. Oh, I can't he's find still- a spot for him. Yeah, this is my spot for him. I'm going to go Trevor Penning here. And the Eagles fans, this is Penning's the kind of guy that you, if he's on your team, you'll love him. If he's not on your team, you'll hate him because of the way he plays. And I think this is going to make Eagles fans hate the Cowboys even more because Trevor Penning is just a physical John Runyon type after the whistle, right to the whistle, borderline whistle type player. And, uh, you know, I think he'll fit nicely uh, at the tackle spot. Uh, with the Cowboys. So I'm going to go Trevor Penning here to Dallas at 24. And that brings us to who, John? 25. Buffalo. Bills. Uh, yes. I need, you know, Buffalo is such a good team. Um, um, I need Nick Biero to, uh-huh. to, to tell me what they need. I, you know, I, and you mentioned this is where I have Trevor Penning going. They don't need necessarily a tackle, but they do, do need a guard. And, you know, he's the kind of guy who's a right tackle. You can kick him inside maybe if you need him later to kick outside in his career. But, man, they're just a good team, and this is the guy that's fallen for me that's probably better than this particular spot. And that's what good organizations do. They just take good players, and they figure it out. And I think they'll start them out inside at guard and then kick them out when they need them. And this is where I have Penning going. Okay, good pick. Uh, yeah, you're right. Nick Fierro, of course, our uh, colleague that covers the Buffalo Bills with SI.com, Fan Nation. And uh, he, I think they need a cornerback. I also think they could use a running back, right? I mean, they, they could use some – I mean, I know Josh Allen is, uh, you know, considered a running back too and a really good running back, but – I think they want to maybe. I, try I to... can't take a running back this high, though. Yeah, I I know, I know, and I, I don't think a running back is going to go in the first round. To be honest with you, uh, Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller, I guess, are the yeah. two considered the two best. But we haven't had a draft where no running back has gone in the first round. I think since 2014, and this looks like that kind of draft. They could go that direction though, but I think they go cornerback, and I still have Andrew Booth here uh, from Clemson. So I'm going to go uh, the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to go with Andrew Booth. Uh, at cornerback at pick 25 and then 26 uh kansas city right the first of their two first round picks the chiefs that you have here um i have i have tennessee tennessee sorry the titans yeah i have tennessee yeah, we're thought i messed that up that's why no that's my bad i'm sorry i i I, I like I said, these last couple picks, I'm still trying to figure out. But anyway, Tennessee Titans on the clock. Uh, um, seed in the AFC last year in the playoffs, and they didn't do much. And so, what do they need here, John? Well, I think they, you know, I think they're going to work something out with AJ Brown. Uh, so maybe wide receiver isn't as big as a need as people might have thought it was going to be. And we'll see. He's working out with Jalen Hurts, so that excited. Uh, Eagles fans a little bit, but um, I think if everything works out with them there, I think then they can turn to the defensive side. And this is where I have the first linebacker going, Devin Lloyd uh, from Utah. Yeah, man, I like Devin Lloyd, very productive player. I, I'm going to go linebacker as well. I'm going to go with N'Kobe Dean here um, from Georgia, second linebacker. I had uh, Devin Lloyd going to the Patriots with the 21st overall pick, but uh, 
yeah, linebacker makes sense for the Titans, build the defense a little bit. So I, I'm going to go with N'Kobe Dean uh, as the pick here. He's another guy like Karloftis that really starting to drop, I think, a little bit as we get closer to the draft. Now, you know, we'll see. But he's still on my board at 26, and I'm going to grab him with the Titans pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. And then comes Tampa, Tom Brady back, obviously. So they're back in go-for-it mode. Um, they did lose Indomitian Sue, um, or they haven't brought him back. We'll see how that shakes out. But um, this is where you are. I think you already had him coming off the board to the Eagles. Um this is where I think they put Devontae Wyatt next to B to Bia, and all of a sudden that's that's pretty good for the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, I could see Wyatt falling down here, um, but I, I'm I think with Tampa, I might go with the cornerback, um, you know, to go to Tampa here to uh, fortify their defense a little bit. And uh, boy, I let's see, Booth is off my board, and uh, McDuffie's off. Actually, I think I still have McDuffie on my board. No, I don't. I have him going to the Vikings at 12. So I'm going to go with probably Kyer Elam here, keep him in state in Florida, uh, go with the cornerback from Florida, Kyer uh, Elam. Am I saying that right, Kyer Elam? Yeah. Yeah, Kyer Elam. Yeah. Yep. 27 to the Bucks, And we're getting down to it here, John. Number 28 is the – who is the number 28? Uh, Green Bay, Green Bay second pick. Um I had him going offense receiver first. Um, they could use one of the safeties. There's a lot of good safeties in, in that sort of bridge range, maybe. Uh, Lewis seen Jaquan Brisker from Penn State. You can even argue Jalen Petrie from Baylor. I think those will all be in the mix for the Eagles if they fall a bit in day two. Uh, but I don't think Lewis Seen is going to fall out of the first round. I think that's where he fits in with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, big, hard-hitting safety. Oh, it's Lewis Seen, yeah. yeah he's, he's a good pick. Um, yeah, we both had a receiver going to the pack with this 22nd overall pick. Um, yeah, it makes sense. I, I think they could use some line help, offensive line help. Uh, again, helping Aaron Rodgers, uh, and I and I, I'm going to go with Tyler Smith here. Uh, you know, big physical kid from Tulsa. I think the Eagles had him in as one of their top 30 visits. Um, yeah. But I, I'm going to go with an offensive tackle here. I'm going to go with Tyler Smith to the Packers. And then you have the back to back with the Chiefs, um, 29 and 30. Uh, they might trade one of them. They might trade up. I think they'll probably tr try to trade up for a receiver remember they lose Tyree Kill so you want to get some of that explosion back in the offense um, if they do stick I think the first pick I think will be a receiver one of those I mentioned uh, Dotson um, Watson George Pickens uh, who's coming off an ACL but I think for them want to some explosion to me would it would be Jahan Dotson would be the closest uh, for the Chiefs right here. Yeah, I have Dotson going to Green Bay at twenty two, and you have uh, Drake London. But I agree, I think the Chiefs and they could trade up. Um, in fact, I would expect them to try, and maybe the Eagles make sense again if the Eagles want to trade back from eighteen. Maybe they go back to one of these Chiefs picks. You know, obviously Andy Reid still loves Philadelphia. Um, but anyway, I think the Chiefs, they stay put at 29. They'll go receiver, and Traylon Burks is still on my board. You have Dotson still on yours, but I'll, I'll go, and I don't, I don't know if Traylon Burks is going to fall this far, but I have him somehow falling this far. He could, he could, because he's a, he's a strange player. He's a unique player, so, yeah, you know, some teams might look at him and say, we don't know how to use him, um, and that could be an issue. Yeah. Well, maybe Andy, will, if anybody could figure it out, Andy Reid's sure can. So I'll go trail on Burks 29 and then back to the Chiefs again at 30. Um, what do you what are you thinking here? With uh, the Well, Chiefs? here, I think they get their replacement for for Honey Badger, Tyron Mathow. Maybe it 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 kind of figures out because I have more safeties going in the first round than probably most people. Yeah. Out of need because I had seen going. Now I'm going to have uh, Jaquan Brisker from Penn State going uh, to the Chiefs. 
And, you know, maybe that sets up, that's bad news for the Eagles in the second round of the draft, but maybe it sets up to where they sign Honey Badger after the draft. So Jaquan Brisker, if the Chiefs stay there at, at 30. Yeah, I'm looking at my safeties here. I think, um, I don't think I have any safeties coming off so far. So that, uh, Hamilton, of course, but. Uh, yeah, after, you didn't have Dax Hill going somewhere. Uh, no, I did not. You had him going 19 to the Saints. I went with Chris Alave to the Saints. Yeah, well, then you got to go Dax Hill. Then I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Dax Hill. Uh, and again, you know, if the Eagles that would be made, perfect for the Chiefs, by the way, that would be great for them. Yeah, if he that if he goes that far in the draft, and and uh, look, if the Eagles trade back, heck, I would take Scene. I like Scene, the safety from Georgia, and I like Dax Hill from Michigan. I'd probably like Hill, maybe a little better, but um, certainly if the Eagles trade back, maybe we see a historic draft where the Eagles take a safety in the first round um if they get back but you know we'll see that won't happen till draft night here we are still a few days from the draft and we're finishing up our first round john mcmullen ed kratz uh right now where are we john 31 goes to uh afc champions cincinnati Bengals. um i think they need another they they've done a lot of work on their offensive line um but they could i mean they they could use offensive linemen. And I still have Kenyon Green on the board. Um, but they also need a defensive tackle. And and I just like Travis Jones. I'm trying to find a way, as you mentioned earlier, to get him in the first round. So I'm going to have Travis Jones, the, the D tackle from UConn, going 31 overall. Yeah, not bad, not bad. I, I think D-tackle, too. They've built the line in the offseason. They could still go there. I have Zion Johnson still on my board. And, uh, man, I, I really like him. I love his attitude. At senior bowl, he took some snaps at center, never played center before. You can play him all over the offensive line. But I'm going to hold off on Zion Johnson. And I'll, I'll go with D-tackle with you, John. I'm not going to go with Travis Jones. I'm going to go with the kid from Oklahoma, Perrion Winfrey. Yeah. Uh, at 31 here. Um, and we'll see how he does as a first rounder. But uh, yeah, to, we agree with the D tackles. I'll just go as for the sake of, you know, being different. I'll go with Perry on Winfrey, but I like Travis Jones a lot from Connecticut too. And that, that could be the guy. Uh, all right. So here we go. We're wrapping it up. Number 32, the, well, it's the Detroit lions, right? Didn't they acquire yeah, this pick? Detroit lions uh, get the pick from the Rams, obviously. F them picks, as Les Need would say. Yeah. Um, uh, 50-year option, quarterback. Uh, they obviously, you know, need one long-term because uh, they're not sold on Jared Goff for obvious reasons. So, to me, it comes down to Matt Carroll, Matt, Matt Corral or Sam Howell. Uh, I think Matt Corral has pretty much uh, lapped Sam a little bit. So, this is – 32, take the quarterback, get the extra year in case it works out. The fifth-year option, Matt Corral, number 32 overall. Well, we're going to start this draft, end this draft, kind of like the way we started it. We both agreed on the Lions pick at number two, Aiden Hutchinson, because neither of us had Hutch going first overall to the Jags. We split on that. You had Trayvon Walker. I had Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, so I'm going quarterback, but it can't be Matt Corral because I have him going to the Steelers at pick 20. But it's going to be a quarterback, and you mentioned Sam Howe. Certainly he's in the mix uh, with Desmond Ritter, who you had going to Pittsburgh at 20, but he's still on my board. And I'll, and I'll go with Desmond Ritter at this pick. Um, again, I think he's a boomer bust potential type guy. He certainly has the physical traits. Um, maybe as he develops, he'll get better. And, uh, you know, we'll see how he does at the Lions. But you're right. Quarter, a quarterback for a fifth year certainly makes sense. You know, we saw so many quarterbacks moving around the league this past offseason, last offseason. So getting somebody under control at this pick, really, you know, the end of the first round makes sense for the Lions. And I'll go, because he's still on my board, I'll go with Desmond Ritter. And that leaves Sam Howell open for the Eagles to take in the second round. <laughs> if they want him. If and they, by the way, I got he, a lot of guys. So everyone says, Ed, <laughs> you know, in, on my board, yeah, guys like Kenyon Green still on there, Nicobe Dean, um, Tyler Lindenbaum, who everyone thought was going to be a first-round pick. 
Mm -hmm. A lot of good players. Um, There's only 32 of them. So, you know, you start finding difficult spots. You, you had Tyler Smith going to the first round. I didn't Christian Watson. I mentioned a couple of times still on the board for me, Sam Howell still on the board. Um, Perion Winfrey, you had as a first round pick the other kid for the edge rusher from uh, Penn State, Arnold Ebikiti uh, on the board, mm-hmm. uh, as I butcher his name. A lot of good players in, in round two. That's what I love about this draft. I mean, there's really good depth. And, you know, even uh, Jeremiah said that, you, you know, this is going to be a good sixth, seventh round type draft with some good undrafted free agents. So uh, to me, if the Eagles can find a way to move back at from 18 to get down and pick up another pick in the second round. So they're not just sitting on their hands from the 18th pick to the 51st pick. Now, a lot of good players are going to go off in that range. If they can get back in the first round or even out of the first round altogether and pick up maybe two second round picks, you know, maybe the bears 39th and 48th or 49th pick, maybe they do something with the bears there um, to get the bears up to 18 so they can draft whoever they want to draft at that spot, someone to protect Justin Fields. But just a, a real quick recap, John, you and I, the Eagles uh, picking 15, you had um, Chris Olave, Chris Olave, and I had Justin Williams, the Alabama kid receiver. We agree on third straight first round pick. We'll go receiver with the Eagles. Hard to believe that's Matt Millen territory from the lions back in the early O's when he couldn't get it right. Ended up Calvin Johnson, you know, he took receivers. In three, four, five. Yeah. yeah. And that worked out, but then he was out of a job, but Man. you know, I don't see how he, you know, if he fails with this pick, uh, I don't think he'll be out of a job. He just signed that extension. But anyway, to recap two receivers, Olave Williams. And then at 18, Eagles fans aren't going to be happy with my pick, Devontae Wyatt. Nobody wants him, um, but I think he makes sense. I think Trent, he makes sense. Trent McDuffie, although Trent McDuffie is probably not the, the length of the cornerback the Eagles would prefer. They probably prefer the lengthier corners, but yeah, he's such a good player. Just, just draft a good player and put him out there. Yeah, yeah. his lack of production is a little concerning for me. But you know he is he he's he's a versatile player and that versatility plays uh, on, on this defense with John Gannon. So anyway, that's it. You know, John and I are going to have you covered. You know, as my friend Ricky Ricardo on WIP, our friend likes to say, from soup to nuts. John McMullen and I will have you covered from soup to nuts, uh, leading up to the draft. Draft night will be there all three days and coming out of it. So uh, stay tuned for more. And uh, thanks a lot for listening. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.